boy is eating. The boy is your name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. So today we're going to talk about things that are called old wives tales and old wives tales are traditional beliefs or myths that have been passed down through history regarding certain facts about things that usually end up not to be true so we're going to discuss those today and we're going to talk about maybe things our parents told us growing up that would happen if we we did certain things and how they actually aren't true okay so Let's get to talking about old wives' tales. And the first one that I can think of is you should not swim after eating food. I think it's something like a half hour or, or yeah. something like that. What do, what do you know about this old wives' tale? Yeah, my parents would always say you have to wait 30 minutes. They were very strict about it. <laughs> and we, I, I grew up in the summer on a lake, so we would always, I mean, I was basically a fish. I would be in the water every second of the day. And after lunch, my parents would have to like make sure we didn't go in the water because they said that we would drown. We would get like a massive cramp and we wouldn't swim, and so we had to wait. And, and did, I believed them. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you believe them? Were you afraid to do that? It became, I guess, like just a fact. Like it was just kind of like, ugh, after lunch, we can't swim right away. We have to wait. Like <laughs> it, you don't even question it. Sure, sure. <laughs> but it, and it turns out though this isn't really true. Science is saying that you don't need to wait after eating to swim. I guess they used to say your limbs and your body they need it needs more blood in order to swim in the water. And if you eat food, all the blood goes to your stomach, to your digestive system, and that you won't have enough blood to be able to move your arms and legs <laughs> to swim. So now we know that that's not true, and you can swim whenever you want basically. I will say that like even though my childhood has been a lie with with that being told to me so often. As an adult, I don't think I would swim after I eat just because I I feel full. Right. Like I don't want to be doing exercise after I eat and you can't. Swimming is unfortunately like work. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's like real good exercise, so you make a good point. Well, I guess scientifically it's not proven, <laughs> I think. I think really it is kind of like that. You eat a big meal and the first thing you want to do is kind of relax and let it digest before you get to moving again. Yeah. So, yeah. Another funny one that I can think of is when you cross your eyes. The old wives tale that if you cross your eyes, they'll stay stuck like that. <laughs> and I remember doing that with my little brother, us crossing our eyes. We thought it was so funny. And I remember my mom saying, if you keep doing that, your eyes are going to stay stuck cross-eyed. And I had, I think recently around that time, I had seen someone that actually had a condition that had crossed eyes. Because of this? No, not because <laughs> of this, but in my mind, I thought maybe it was possible. And so the idea of being cross-eyed forever was really scary to me <laughs> when she told me that. So as soon as she said that, I stopped doing it. 
and I think even just in my mind, even though I knew for quite a while that it wasn't wasn't really true, it's something I just even when I do it now, I'm like, I don't want to do it for too long. Maybe they'll actually get stuck. So I, I remember growing up hearing that, but I I can't cross my eyes. So really? No. I've tried, and it's it doesn't look pretty. Well, it doesn't look pretty if you can do true, it, too. True, true, yeah. but it looks worse <laughs> when you're trying to do it and you can't. You're just right. like, oh, it's just right. like epic fail. Well, there you go. You didn't have to worry about that one then. Oh, funny. One that my parents used to always say to me growing up, because I'm not a morning person, so when I would wake up for school, I would wake up like the last possible minute, and I would shower, and I would always go to school with wet hair. I would never blow dry my hair because that would require me to wake up earlier. And my parents would always say, you can't leave the house with wet hair because you'll catch a cold. So even to this day, I would think, oh, if I have wet hair and it's winter and I go outside, I'm going to catch a cold. But that's false. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember hearing that one a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, even as an adult, I still, even though I know it's not true because to catch a cold or the flu, it's germs. You need to be like in contact with other people, with like the environment. It's not about your hair being wet. But I still feel like, oh, should I go outside with my wet hair? Exactly. It's funny because even after you figure out these these old wives' tales aren't even real, they still linger in your in your thoughts and in your brain just because that's what you heard growing up or that's what you're used to. So kind of like how I said with the still when I cross my eyes, sometimes I think, oh, I don't want them to get stuck, even though I've known for years that's not true. Yeah, it, it's hard to reverse something that you thought was a fact for <laughs> 15 years or so. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and did you ever hear the old wives' tale? Did your parents ever tell you that if you swallowed watermelon seeds that they would grow in your stomach? I do remember that, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, I guess now that I think about it, my, my parents never told me that, but there was, um, there was a show on Nickelodeon called Rugrats. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember Rugrats. Of course. There was a specific episode where one of them swallowed a watermelon seed, and then they were able to shrink down and, and go in, and they went into a person's body to see if it was growing, and they found out the watermelon actually wasn't going to grow. That was something they were really scared of, so I realized... Uh, okay, I can I can eat watermelon seeds and it won't grow in my stomach. So like could you start before. eating them after that episode? Not not <laughs> not with like pleasure. Wasn't, yeah, I wasn't purposefully eating the seeds for fun, but I, I worried a little bit less if I swallowed a couple of them. Yeah, that's the same one my parents used to say about if you swallow gum, that your stomach can't digest it, so it stays in your belly for seven years. <laughs> Which like as a kid. You can't be bothered with like going to a trash barrel, so you're just like, yeah, I'm just, gonna, I'm done with this. I'm just gonna swallow it. So I would, I would not do it often, but like I would do it. Sure. And my parents would be like, What are you doing? Blah blah. And then like the thought of it just being in my stomach for seven years, which as a child, seven years is a lifetime. Forever, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> that's like probably all my life at that point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that that one, that one too. Like you said, I. I mean, I don't swallow gum because I just know it's not good for your stomach, but also that comes into my mind, like, <laughs> how long does it take to digest? You just have all you just yeah. have all these pieces of gum in your stomach for years and years. Yeah, yeah. that'd be that'd be strange for <laughs> sure. Another one related to food, now that we're we're talking about kind of food related ones, I can think of is the classic 
five second rule mm, yeah so you drop food on the floor and they say if you pick it up within five seconds then it'll be germ free it's safe to eat which we know technically isn't isn't true but to this day i still in my mind kind of follow that rule i kind of i think it's like a countdown something drops on the floor ah one two <laughs> three try to get it as quick as possible and maybe brush it off clean it but still eat it uh in most cases but is Whether it, it's yeah. one second or five seconds, I guess it really doesn't make much of a difference. Is it bad? I thought it was a 10 second rule. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can just keep extending it. Why not? That's fine. I Those thought it was always germs. 10 seconds. Yeah, five seconds sounds really quick. No, I mean, obviously it does make sense that if it touches the ground, it's automatically going to have germs. But that still applies to my life. But it depends on the food. Like if it was ice cream. I wouldn't eat it if it was like a cookie like you said i would like brush it off and i would feel safe sure yeah yeah it depends what it is depends on the food that's yeah. a good point yeah yeah but no i i, I would still eat something off the floor <laughs> definitely we're not above that no exactly the other one speaking of food which doing research just now on it i'm amazed was with thanksgiving they always say that if you eat a turkey there's a certain chemical in the turkey it's i think it's called tryptophan yeah that and when you eat that allegedly it's supposed to make you really sleepy so that's why thanksgiving you have a turkey and everyone kind of falls asleep and i i believe that forever until literally five minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> and then we looked it up and they say that it's a lie it's more just that you eat a lot of food mm -hmm. a lot of carbs you're yeah. drinking that you're just naturally more tired right so it it's just, not the turkey exactly the turkey just happens to be with a lot of other food so you're just eating a lot of food which which makes you tired so it's it's kind of the connection there but yeah i thought the same thing for years and years i thought there was something special about turkey that made me extra sleepy i know i'm kind of like i'm still processing it <laughs> <laughs> it's mind-blowing yeah. revelation exactly exactly <laughs> and just a quick reminder if you are interested in taking private classes with dynamic english go ahead and check out our website at dynamicenglish.cl and there you can sign up for private classes in your apartment, in your house, in your office. You can even now take classes online. Sitting on your couch, you can log on and practice English. It's very easy. So if you're interested, check us out also on social media through Facebook or Instagram. There's another interesting one that bulls hate the color red. And that's the reason why matadors and other people that they always show red to uh, to a bull and a bull will get angry and charge them but really bulls are colorblind so they really can't even see the color red it's not necessarily the color that makes them angry or makes them charge it's really just the movement it's like they see a provoking motion and that's what makes them uh, run at somebody so yeah for the longest time I also thought perhaps there's something special about the color red, but it's just a part of the tradition. I know, because it is just always red. They yeah. never they never change it, so it's kind of like, hmm, that's it's interesting. believable, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're like, it has to be. Exactly. It's probably just because red is on the Spanish flag. I don't know. Probably. There's <laughs> probably got to be a real good reason <laughs> yeah. for it, yeah. The other ones that I think... A lot of my friends use them to this day and like are like diehard fans of these old wives' tales are around alcohol. A lot of my friends will always live by the phrase hair of the dog. 
which for those that don't know, it just basically means that if you drink a lot the night before, you wake up hungover, you're supposed to keep drinking. That's called hair of the dog. Mm -hmm. So it's very common someone will wake up in the morning and have mimosas, maybe Bloody Mary, maybe just any, any drink of choice. Yeah, maybe a beer from the night before. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? So my friends will always say that if they're hungover. They're like, oh, gotta keep drinking. I never did that. Do you live by that? Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty common for if I, if I have a bad hangover, let's say like on a Sunday or, or whatever, I'll have a Bloody Mary to to try to prolong or to try to smooth out that hangover over a long day. Yeah, and sometimes, it, d depending, yeah, I'll have, have like a morning beer if I feel like I'm going to have an impending hangover that's really bad. So I know it's not really true, but yeah, in my mind, it's like a placebo effect of, of that hair of the dog. So I'm kind of like your friends. I kind of agree with that, that particular wives' tale. Basically, what happens is you are hungover and you drink and you just kind of prolong the hangover. So you're always going to be hungover. It's just a matter of when. <laughs> yeah. The other one that my friends will always say, and I, I live by too, is the, the phrase, liquor before beer in the clear, beer before liquor, never sicker. Yep, exactly. Okay, yeah. yeah, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's always funny because like with my friends, like we'll always... When we're hungover, it's like, oh, because we mixed alcohol. But no one really remembers which one's first, I feel like. They're like, do you drink beer first and then liquor? Do you do? Like, I feel like no one quite understands the mix, and everyone always blames it on that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's pretty easy to blame it on that mix or try to think back, which one did I start with, liquor or beer? Which should I drink more of? I think it all comes down to... You usually just end up drinking too much. In my case, usually. <laughs> no, so I usually yeah. say, well, which did I start with? Well, I guess it doesn't matter because I drank too much. And that's why I feel bad. So, but yeah, I totally understand what you mean. Sometimes it kind of can feel like that. Yeah. You start with one, you feel sicker. And the next day you're like, what did I do yesterday that made me this sick? I know. I, I will say, like, even though I know it's not true, it's just about the amount of alcohol you drink that makes you that hungover because you're dehydrated. But I still I still feel like mix. it depends on mixing. I think, like, if you have one beer and one mixed drink, no. But if you're having, like, a lot of beers and a lot of alcohol, just, like, stick with one. Totally. But it, it's just mental. It's not, there's no science. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the last one that we'll talk about today is that if you get stung by a jellyfish, you're supposed to pee on the sting. <laughs> now, this is something that I have heard and believed for, well, up until about five minutes ago, like we were yep, talking about same. with our research. <laughs> and it turns out not really supposed to do that. I guess uh, really what you're supposed to do is remove the stingers with something other than your hand so you don't get stung again and then use something like vinegar to, to dilute the sting and then uh, then scrape it, I guess. So that's a process I hadn't heard before. I thought it was just, oh, got stung, got to pee on it. Turns out that's, uh, that's false. I mean, I guess it's good that we know now because if I was in an emergency situation and a friend got stung, I would pee on it. That's what that's a good like, friend would do. That's like what I would do. That would be like my first thought. So now we know, we don't have to drop the pants, we can just get some <laughs> vinegar and, and, and scrape it off. So. Sure. So we probably saved ourselves some, some weird videos. Out yeah, there. and, a, and a, real, a real good friendship test also. <laughs> <laughs> so those were just a few that we've 
grown up with and heard all our lives that have surprised us a little bit about them not being true, but that's kind of what they are, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Getting those revelations now as an adult, super funny. <laughs> well, as everyone knows, if you get lost, check out the transcript online. Thanks, as always, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.